Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Kroll. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And today, Let's break through some limiting beliefs about wealth. Yeah, and prosperity. Let's bust through the illusion of separation between our soul's highest expression and purpose and our ability to create wealth. Alignment is the key. And our guest today says creating a wealthy life could be as simple as being who you are and doing what you love. She even says we all possess our own unique set of superpowers. This is going to be a fun conversation. I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind, connect with your heart, and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest. Prema Lee Gurary empowers leaders, entrepreneurs, visionaries, and change agents to inspired action and unlock their sacred wealth code. Using her intuitive approach to business building and her parented solutionary technology, Prema, excuse me, that's patented, I don't know why I said parented, technology press clients manifest wealth and create meaningful lives by doing what they are meant to do. She's the author of the new book, Your Sacred Wealth Code. And I tell you what, I've got to experience Prema's magic and I recommend this to everyone. Welcome, Prema. Hi, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for being here. You know, this this book is is really unique, and I'm going to speak more to that in a minute. But we have a traditional first question here on the Dr. Julie Show, Prema. And I like to ask the question, if you would share with our listeners, what does all things connected mean to you? Mm. Well, all things connected means, in my terminology, is oneness. Um, we are all intrinsically, inherently of the same, um, born of the same energy, um, you know, all unique expression of consciousness and which comes down to wholeness within ourselves, oneness as we all are or always have been, always will be. Mm. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you for that. I, I appreciate that response. Okay. This book, Your Sacred Wealth Code, I just want to, number one, congratulate you, Prima. This is really a unique approach that you've taken toward really assisting people to come into full alignment with their highest creative expression in the world. And I love how you've done that. So let's just begin by, why don't you just share with our listeners, what is your sacred wealth code and how did you come up with this? <laughs> well, um, First of all, I'll talk about what it what it is. And so your sacred wealth code, I describe it as being the intersection of purpose and prosperity within your soul blueprint. Now, I'm looking at that from several aspects of myself and my own gifts of being uh, an, an intuitive, uh, spiritual guide, um, also very practical in a lot of ways. 
and a Vedic astrologer, which is one of the ways I use my intuitive gifts as a sage, as a messenger. And in Vedic astrology, there's actually uh, an aspect where our purpose planets come together with our prosperity planets. And that intersection, that yoga, that junction of those two is also where we find wealth. And wealth, I'm just going to flip this in here now because we'll need to talk about it. And that's my definition of wealth is everything we need to fulfill our purpose. In Vedic astrology, in your soul blueprint, all your wealth houses follow your purpose houses. Wealth is everything you need to acquire to fulfill your purpose. That's, and so it's, it's laced with the essence of fulfillment in a unique way to you. And your sacred wealth code is that intersection of purpose and prosperity. And at that intersection, like the houses standing on the corners, we find your, that's where your highest value gifts literally live. Um, not the things that you're just good at, but the things you're uniquely brilliant at that will actually be highly valued in the world when you value those things and discover them yourself. And that's what your sacred wealth code holds. Uh, do you want me to answer the other part, Julie? Or do you want to say anything about that? Sure. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And it's going to tie in, I know, with our whole conversation. So yeah, go ahead okay. and do the rest. Yeah, so how that how did I discover this? Well, it literally I got taken to my knees and I'll tell you a little bit about that. But as I was on my knees, here's the short version, as I was on my knees and I was committed to soul searching and finding out um how I got in this dark night of the soul is that was a doorway, which is even in my book in the fourth pillar, sometimes your greatest challenges are the gateways to your greatest gifts. In that moment, uh, in that time of deep discovery, is when the sacred wealth code revealed itself to me in the way that it, um, and, and then it was a, an evolution of the way that it presents now. Now, as we talk today, we're going to unravel that even a little bit more. But what drove me to that moment to open up and let this come through is I had a a beautiful um, healing and yoga art center, uh, you know, two deluxe, gorgeous studios. This is, this is a place I built out, um, had practitioner rooms, had um, practitioners. I was doing my intuitive work, my astrology. I was training teachers in my own methods in yoga, um, yoga and beyond the yoga of life. It really wasn't about on the mat. It was that was preparation for when you got back to your life. And I really thought it was on purpose. But I had this big business. And I was falling into, at the time, I didn't articulate this till I was on that on-my-knees moment, but I was spending too much of my energetic currency doing what I was good at, even though I was felt on purpose doing some of what I'm brilliant at. But the fact is, is we only have so much energetic currency uh, in a day, in a lifetime. And I really suggest we all use it really, really wisely. Well, the business was a six-figure in sales business. But not very much of that was going to me. Not enough was going to me. Let's put it that way with the investment, the overhead. And so I did feel on mission, but I just was on this search of like, well, why aren't the numbers matching up? Why is the real world, why isn't the universe reflecting back what, you know, what I'm, at, I'm doing? Well, it was, and I found that out later um, that it was because I wasn't fully aligned 
with my sacred wealth code. So by the time I realized this, I tried a lot of different things. I tried to get a partner. I tried to sell the business. Um, I tried to turn it into a nonprofit. The community was thriving. I had built a great community. But, you know, when you ask people to come in and pay for taking care of themselves on a regular basis and you're basing your living on that, well, I figured out now um, how to actually make a very profitable bit profitable business, and I do that with other people and their businesses too, but at the time, I hadn't cracked that code yet. So I really came to the point where I had to surrender it all, and, you know, I lost my marriage during that time. I was so, I didn't want people to see that I was struggling that much. I hid it as much as I could, but it got to the point where I couldn't hide it any longer, and in fact, it was right before I fully let the center go. And I, a friend came to me and said, you know, you need to ask your community for help. I needed to keep the doors open a little while longer. I had a lease that I still had to fill on. But I, she suggested I ask for help and ask the community to literally give me money and support me. And I just was, felt, not only did I feel like that wasn't the right thing to do, I was stuck in being the helper. I wasn't, I didn't realize I didn't have this, mm, didn't know how to receive I mean, I knew how to receive on my own terms, but I didn't know how to really receive on God's terms. So uh, I, I, I learned that, and, I got, and that was one of the things that really, really brought me to my knees. And in that, and in writing my community a letter and having them uh, support me in different ways, give them lots of different options, but some people just wrote big fat checks and said, thank you. And some people wrote small checks, but they felt like big fat checks. They all were because they were laced with love. They said, thank you for giving me the opportunity to support you. You've done so much for me. And it always chokes me up when I talk about this story because, again, I really thought that I knew how to, what I called the full circle of giving and receiving, but I didn't. And I learned how to open up. And sometimes the divine will take you to your knees. And there's, and it, so is there anyone listening in who's in one of those moments, like feeling like you're in the dark night of the soul or you're on your knees? Look inward. Uh, stop looking at everything that's crumbling around you. You know, do what your best to clean up the wreckage, get the help you need. But turn inward. There is beautiful gifts once the light starts to come through the cracks. So mm-hmm. I let the center go. Uh, I was committed to finding out what went wrong. And I stayed on my knees for a while. And I did the deep work, and it started to reveal to me that, oh, I wasn't fully in my gifts and where I was wasting my precious time and energy and where I hadn't really listened to my own guidance and I let other people's word override what I knew in my bones and my heart was really true. So in that, the Sacred Wealth Code began to appear. I... um, I work on four levels with people. It's part of the way, the way my gifts are wired up. So I have this deep intuitive side, and I use the Vedic astrology that way. But then I'm really committed to helping you tune into yourself and understand your own guidance and be deeply connected to your heart and soul because I believe your soul already knows and you already feel your soul blueprint. And that's one of the reasons I wrote the book because it's a way for you to tune into your own soul blueprint. And then I help you to clear the blocks, that energy shifting, clearing, and that's, I'm kind of, in, as I'm, I know I'm on the radio, but I'm moving my hand from um, up, up at the top of my head, what I call your grace bank account, up where my intuition is, more up in that ethereal field, uh, down to the heart where I, the access to the soul, and down to the third chakra, where, like where we have the ability to make right choice or not, and this is where we uh, really need to, to clear our blocks in order to step fully into our wholeness. I know Julie's a lot about wholeness and embodiment, 
and then what I call the final frontier, which is coming all the way down into inspired action and living from soul to soul, from what your soul guides you to, to the soles of your feet, and actually taking inspired action based on what's really your own guidance or guidance that resonates with you, your own soul blueprint. And so because of that, the Sacred Wealth Code kept coming through in a way that is super practical and usable for people. And it also includes a body of archetypes that downloaded. And that was a little bit later of a download than the beginning. I just really started working organically with people. I turned my went into private practice. I closed my center's doors. I um, turned my business around within a few months. I didn't turn it around. I turned it in a different direction that was really focused on my gifts. And I hired a team because the thing I was doing that I was stuck in that was good at was I was doing too much of the logistics and administration and facilitation, which I'm great at and people have hired me for. But guess what? It's not my gifts and it exhausts me. And so I can use it to a small degree, but I can't depend on it. And if I use too much of that, I don't have enough for being fully in my gifts. And that's one of the things that really took me down. So I know this is a long answer to your question, but as you well know, one thing leads to another. And that's where the sacred wealth could come from, came from. But the one thing I want to leave you with with the answer to this question is, for look, for me, I have never gone back to doing it alone. That's how, on the shadow side, um, couple of things. I found that that's one of the ways that I actually learned how I was loved is if I was independent and doing things, I lived on my own since I was very young. And and that, that wiring um, had to be cleared, that those beliefs had to be cleared, that pattern, because that really, uh, that independence, although it's given me great gifts, also really took me down. So I hired a team, I hired a coach, I hired a, um, an assistant, I went back to work with my astrology mentor and my spiritual mentor, and I have never not had that team. We are meant to have community, and I am grateful, grateful for the people that I am just blessed to run on this mission with. Mm. Well, that's a beautiful story, Prima, and I, I really appreciate how you were in this place of listening. And the, there's a couple things that I really want to just bring back and pause into is, is, you know, you've brought the Vedic astrology into this, like you said, very practical, usable orientation for people. But And the most important thing is I think we've all had those experiences like you where we're on the right track and things aren't working or closing down around us or or what have you. And and your examples and your book speak so highly to us not falling into this sense of failure, like not going into, oh, wow, I failed. Okay, I can't do this. But really reorienting ourselves to our higher potential and look at, I, I love the difference between what you're really good at and your skills and then what you're really meant here to be doing from your soul's perspective. So that piece is really encouraging for, for everyone that would read this book. Absolutely, because we all... We all have, it, you know, it's not one thing that any of us should be doing or one thing that our purpose is, and our purpose is expressed through many, um, really through anything we do, we can express our purpose. But you, when you start to really listen in and tune in with your sacred wealth code and learn how to tune in with your sacred wealth archetypes, which we'll talk more about, you start to get this guidance that um, is 
in some ways, sometimes just super confirming and sometimes it's strangely familiar, like you've known all along but maybe haven't walked that particular path. And how you express your gifts and express your mission, express your purpose. I mean, I love working with people around this because um, it's, it's, it's such a, a rich place. It can, there's not one avenue for you. Let's put it that way. You get to choose. And it has to fit the criteria. Does it really allow your gifts to shine? So that means maybe you're someone who's not an entrepreneur um, and you are in a career that you really don't plan on leaving, but maybe you don't super love, you know, or you're feeling a little stale for you, or maybe it feels fine, but you know there's probably more. Well, when you really take your, when you understand what your wealth code is and you embrace your gifts, and you start to use your gifts, like I call them your superpowers, and express them through the work that you're even already doing, it will it'll evolve to a whole other level, and you will attract wealth on different levels that you never even imagined. Because again, this is this. It's like it's like a, your gifts are a, a key, so to speak, to unlock the wealth that really is yours. And every, it's like the first part of my book. I help you to understand what your wealth dream actually is. The book is actually a playbook. It's a guide. I ask really deep questions. I give you a place to write it down. There's an online portal where you can go and listen to me guide you through some of the exercises. It's, you know, I teach a retreat on this and sometimes work with groups on this. But it is a personal journey. And when you understand what it is that, like, why you even want the wealth you want and what that is, what the wealth is, and then our next step is the why, and that's the first pillar of wealth. But what do you even want? It's very unique to you, and it's really good information to have because a lot of times people are stuck in cultural programming that maybe somebody else's desire for wealth or what they believe wealth is. But, you know, I know people who have millions of dollars, billions of dollars, and feel wealthy at times. And sometimes don't feel wealthy. And, you know, whether the stock market goes down or whether they're not feeling in love. And, and I know people who, by comparison, don't have anywhere in the realm as much. Maybe they own their home or they have a, uh, a career they really like and a secure job. And they feel incredibly wealthy. So it's really important to know what wealth even is to you. What do you want and what do you want it for? And that's even the first part of our journey in your Sacred Wealth Code. Yeah, I love your definition of wealth, and it really helps us all to really come into that bigger perspective on really embodying our soul's purpose. And it's it's really a, a nice invitation. And in the book, you can really walk through it and come out with a wealth of information. It really is brilliant. It's, it, even getting a reading from you would help to supplement that and really ground it, but it can stand alone. It's really brilliant. So let's talk. You have four pillars and and then there are sacred wealth archetypes, but let's talk about those four pillars. Yeah, absolutely. So the so the first step is understanding your wealth dream and, and discovering it, and, and that's what we just talked about. And then the first pillar of wealth is your purpose, harnessing your soul's big why. So my definition here is if you take Y, like write this down if you have something to write with everyone, put Y on one side of an equal sign, like equal a mathematical sign, and put purpose on the other. They're interchangeable. Y equals purpose, purpose equals Y. And in this pillar, I help you to know that 
um, what it is, you know, why you want what you want, why you want what you want. You see, your purpose for the wealth, whether it's to leave a legacy, whether it's to have that nice home and that car, whether it's to start a business, whether it's to support your kids going through college, whether it's to start a foundation, whatever it might be for you. It's super personal, but that's your, your soul's big why. Like what, that, we have to get underneath and understand why is that important to you? So I help you do this in this, in this particular pillar, and I take you some practices to do that. Now, I want you to think of, remember that intersection I talked about, the intersection of purpose and prosperity? Your purpose, the big why, is the vehicle that will actually get you to that intersection of purpose and prosperity where your sacred wealth code is. So it's imperative that you discover that big why. And again, I take you through practices so that you, um, so that you understand why you want that wealth dream that you want. Why equals purpose. And that's true with anything you do, by the way. Everything you're doing or not doing, there's a why. There's a purpose. And it's really good to know what it is. And then you know if it's actually that's the purpose you want to align with or is it time for you to shift that. The second pillar is your passion. And I call this the essence of fulfillment. Now, mm. uh, you know, working with your purpose alone is like sitting in that vehicle in that car with the engine off. And, you know, you know, you know where you're headed and you're just not moving there yet. And that's where passion comes in. Passion's actually the fuel or the horsepower. And it comes from your soul and it absolutely never runs out. And when your passion is ignited... You're literally on that road to wealth. You're on that road to your uh, sacred wealth code. So I think of passion in a little bit different way than when we say follow your passion, and which is beautiful and that's great, but for some people that's a little ambiguous. Passion really is fulfillment. Now, when you are feeling fulfillment on any level, doing whatever it is you're doing or experiencing whatever you're experiencing, when you feel that, that um, fulfillment, that passion, you're talking the language of your soul. You're connected with your soul. You're in your soul zone. You're, you're connected to your soul blueprint and aware of it at some level. So I want all my people, I want you connected to your passion daily. So if your passion is skydiving or uh, or baking bread, you know, or playing with your grandchildren, uh, or writing, whatever it might be, whether that's connected to, let's say, your purposeful work in the world, it matters not. As long as you are, you work your passion into your life on a daily basis, so you're feeling juicy, you're feeling connected, you're feeling um, connected to your soul, this gives you the energy Passion also equals energy. It gives you the energy to actually move that purpose forward into that intersection of uh, purpose and prosperity where your sacred wealth code actually lives. And mm. the third pillar is your highest value gifts. Now, we talk about this more with the wealth code and with the archetypes themselves, but this is li literally like wielding your superpowers. So if the intersection is your sacred wealth code, and 
you know, that's purpose and prosperity are actually the streets, the vehicle of, of purpose is going to get you there. The passion's the fuel that's going to get you there. Your highest value gifts are the houses that live on the corner, and you want to live in those houses. You want to be in those houses regularly. And uh, so I take you through some processes so that you understand, like, even what one of your highest value gifts is. And again, that's, you know, we're gifted with a lot of things. Um, but what is your highest value gift where when you start to value that and develop that and give it to the world, the world will value you for that? So because when you go to work with your archetypes and understand who they are and which one's yours, you, you'll have more gifts revealed to you. But this chapter, this part, this pillar really allows you to start to embrace what are your gifts, what are some of your superpowers. We look back at your childhood. We look back at what you're holding back um, and, uh, and bring that forward. And then the fourth pillar is your greatest challenges, the unexpected gateway to wealth. And I know that I'm breezing over this. This is all much deeper, and it's, and it's, it's in the book, and... Uh, but we, you know, we have the limits of the time that we have, so I just want to give you a snippet and a taste here. So in your greatest challenges are always some of your greatest gifts, and that's why I call this the unexpected gateway to wealth. So here's the thing. Um, you have challenges in your life that you've taken on through beliefs and encoding that you didn't even know you were signing up for and patterning, but you also have some that are soul challenges to grow yourself, just like we prune a tree and, and it grows stronger. Well, on a soul level, you've decided some of the ways that to prune your own tree of yourself as you're growing in the world. Well, just like you can look back and everyone just imagine a challenging time that they've been through. We've all had them. And one that you can particularly look back and see that there was actually a blessing in that. Usually, we all have these. Now, what I ask you to do it presently, what I ask all my clients to do, is to start to look at the challenges you're facing right now and to start to embrace them because there's something in it for you. You may not be able to see that blessing yet, but once you embrace that challenge and, and work through it, that, that blessing, that greatest gift, is going to reveal itself to you. It's just been covered up by, again, either a soul challenge or a pattern or a belief, just like a big rock on top of a tender, beautiful plant. When it was, If it's given enough light and water and love, it'll actually grow into something amazing. Even in the natural world, a antidote to a poisonous plant grows right in the vicinity of that poisonous plant. Same mm-hmm. as your gifts and your challenges. So in this part of the book, we really discover what at least one of your greatest challenges is and what the gift in it is so you can flip that over to one of your greatest gifts and now you're armed to go and uh, meet your archetypes in the next part of the book. Beautiful. This is a beautiful place to just pause and allow those four pillars to just rest in our awareness because we need to take a quick break. So when we come back, we're going to talk so much more about the archetypes and and really stepping into your sacred wealth code. I'm Julie Kroll. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show. We'll be right back. channel 
non-stop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation channel is interruption-free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation channel. All right. I know this isn't any fun to talk about, but we should. So, who's going to do what? Flashlights? Nowhere to be found. Where to be found. Batteries? Dead. Great. Emergency supply kits? Not packed. No. What about blankets? We have an old towel. Good enough. Cell phones? May not work. Uh, emergency water? Not a drop. And what about food? Nope. Perfect. We all know where we're meeting if we're separated, yeah? The library! Aunt Joan's house. The bus stop. Great. And I'll be waiting here wondering where you all are. Sounds like we don't have a plan. Who's up for mini golf? Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. A public service announcement brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. In school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, in math, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. Trash. And in gym, in biology, I learned that I'm pathetic that I'm fat and a joke. And stupid. In history, today, I learned that I'm trash. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. In English, and in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... Is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Empower Radio. Empowering you 24-7. Online at EmpowerRadio.com. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and maybe even listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com, where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Also, stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. I would love to hear from you. Is this conversation meaningful? please send me your feedback, leave a comment, sign up for my email list. Also, come play with me and other global co-creatives at goodofthewhole.com, where we explore humanity's creative potential 
embody the ethos of whole and ground the force of love for the good of the whole. I'm here today with Prema, Prema Lee Guerreri, and we're talking about your sacred wealth code. Prema, before we go too much farther, let's share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you. What's the best website to find out more information on your sacred wealth code? Yeah, so um, my company is Solutionary, spelled with S-O-U-L, but I'm going to send you to sacredwealthcode.com because that'll get you into all of all of the book and all the archetypes and me, uh, and it's the easiest way to get there. So sacredwealthcode.com. And in fact, when you go there, you can also get the book, uh, and the book is on Amazon, but if you get it through Amazon through the website, you'll get some gifts that go along with it. You can also you can also take the Sacred Wealth Code archetype quiz. That's a free quiz there, and you can find out what one of your Sacred Wealth Code archetypes is, and there's some trainings um, to help you use that as well. I have groups. I have readings. I work with entrepreneurs. I work with um, anyone who wants to embody this work in different ways, and it's all right there at sacredwealthcode.com. Beautiful. So my experience, Prima, was um, beautiful. When I invited you onto the show, I went to that sacredwealthcode.com. I did my own little quiz and I got this um, response back. And then I had the book and I went from page to page to page to page. It was really easy to read and brings it all down to earth. And then I received this beautiful wealth code from you um, that you did the wealth code reading and it was just like my soul wanted to do cartwheels in celebration and just dance because it just felt like yes everything that was in there was just it was so affirming to me, to my path, to my vision, to how I see my work in the world. And I thought, okay, now a few little tweaking here and really understanding these archetypes, really embodying that, letting go of all the other things I do, because I do a lot of other things, you know, to keep everything going. And um, it just felt so right. So I just want to encourage everyone. Uh, it it is really a, a wonderful process to go through. Prima, the, the one thing that was really helpful is talking about these archetypes and then also really embracing the shadow work like you were talking about and, and having us really look at, at that from our perspective, our unique individual perspective. So let's talk about those archetypes and really how they work with our individual, who we are on this planet. Yeah, absolutely. So, the art, you know, arch, and why archetypes even is is archetypes are a archetypal language is a soul language. Vague astrology is is Sanskrit, which is a soul language as well. I live in the West. Um, I'm studied in that tradition, but part of you know the way I'm wired up is to bring things really practical. So it was really just such a joy when the archetypes started to show up. Basically, when I, you know, I'm teaching people about their highest value gifts, and then the archetypes stand in, and, and it gave uh, like this way for people to tap into the best of themselves even more so in their own interpretation through this soul language of archetypes. And my, the archetypes in this system, they literally download it. Each planet has three. Uh, the north and south node of the moon each have one. I, I, it downloaded that way. It wasn't like I went and said, oh, 
okay, where do I fit these? It's that in covering all the aspects of how one of your um, these planetary combinations could show up for you, it was that's how it showed up. Uh, so, for instance, like the communicator is one of Mercury's archetypes, but so is the messenger and the merchant. And what might be different about these archetypes or the teacher or the visionary or the leader or the honorable warrior, these are things, even as I'm saying as quickly as I am, your mind probably flipped through those quickly through what a, a little story of each one of those might be. And that's the beautiful thing is the story is going to speak to you. As I articulated them or they articulated themselves through me, uh, what happened is they all came up with their, their gifts. So like, for instance, the communicator is truthful and outspoken and flexible and clear and quick and relatable and friendly and intelligent and open-minded, intuitive, psychological, discriminating, informed, processing, and articulate. But also a mantra came through. Uh, words have power and a soul desire to be a challenge for clarity and growth and a purpose to speak the truth, illuminate clarity and understanding for the positive growth of humanity. And as Dr. Julie just mentioned, the shadow side, overwhelmed, sarcastic, blunt, and pessimistic. Now, when you, the descriptions of the archetypes themselves really speak to your gifts as a communicator and how you can be valued and how you can shine in the world uh, as, as that with enough space. I want to say, I, I think on a soul level, I asked for the language to be timeless because you'll read it at some time and you'll see something and you'll read it at a different time and something else will pop out to you about you. There's a list of uh, highest value gifts that I, I call it a short list uh, because there are many more that you might articulate. And in fact, uh, when you get a reading, uh, I encourage you to, and actually in the, in the book too, the, there's practices about how to tap into some of your, uh, your own gifts that you may not be aware of, but how to really sit and tap in with that archetype. And then the shadow side is also well laid out here so that you can see where are you stuck in the shadow where do you have the tendency to be an, on an on-ramp to that part of yourself? Because we want to embrace the shadow and start to bring it into the light. And I actually have some practices in the book around that. Because, again, some of the best of us is locked up, like under that big rock I talked about, you know, from something somebody said to you as a child or some programming you took on just from watching media or the school you went to uh, or, you know, or maybe you went through some trauma and that's the fear that, you know, um, of protection that you have left over, and maybe it's a soul challenge. But when we start to not shy away from that shadow side, realize that it's just like a young child that's stuck in a room with no doors or windows and has literally got a filter over us when we make certain choices, and we start to embrace and love that part of ourselves, and we can grow it up and bring it into the light and reclaim back to our wholeness again. Mm. That's a beautiful example, and I love really that the the integration of the shadow and those high-value gifts, the highest-value gifts, is really this process of integration for us, of really embracing the wholeness of who we are. Let's talk a little bit, Prem, about highest-value gifts and how they come from within those archetypes. You, you went through it really fast with the communicator, yeah. but let's just yeah. show the, the <laughs> listeners really how that taps into who they really are, our love, the idea of our highest-value gifts and letting go of those 
things we know we're good at, we might be skilled at, we might be great at, like you said, with your example of your your and your center there. Sometimes we're really good at things, but they're not our highest value gifts. I love this term. Yeah. So for like for me, I was stuck in, again, that administrator uh, organized part of me and that I'm a great facilitator where my highest value gifts are definitely my uh, my messenger, which is part of my intuitive capacity. Uh, I have a sage, which is uh, another a truth, a teacher of truth uh, and uh, eternal wisdom. So when I spent more time in my gifts, let me just tell you a quick story of um, of one of my clients, and I think that'll be really, really useful. So uh, one of my clients, she uh, worked in the education field, and she was um, she was kind of one of these independent, I can do it all kind of people, a little bit like I was. And she was someone that people came to for advice. Now, in her job, she did do some career counseling, and but on the sideline, what she was hired me to help her do was to get her health coaching business up and going. Well, she was really stuck in this. She had a great nurturer in her uh, Sacred Wealth Code archetypes, but she was stuck in overgiving in a big way. And because she was stuck in overgiving, she there's a part of us when we're stuck in overgiving that's looking for love, you know, to be accepted or we're just conditioned that we have to give that much and we then that flips us over into the martyr and the overgiving. So for her, she had to learn to give to herself first and we had to clear the patterns around that. As she did that, she was able to say no a lot easier and to not say yes to everything uh, because she would then say yes and then be resentful and then flip into the martyr and because she had been overgiving. So as she reclaimed her bandwidth, her energy, uh, she was able to have better boundaries around her current profession, her career, but she was also able to not only get her health business up and going, health coaching, but really to settle into the fact that she was deeply intuitive and she had a very unique viewpoint on the type of um, eating that she was helping people with their intuitive eating. So that came out as one of her gifts and then we brought that into her um, her work in the world and um, and just beautiful things started happening. Her, her business got off the ground and she was able to cut back on work and eventually leave that work. And she also met her soulmate in the process. Mm. You do mention that in the book several times, these stories of people that, again, were redefining wealth, right? We're redefining success in a way here too, which I really appreciate. So as people come into alignment with these higher value gifts, the highest value gifts, and really these archetypes and those four pillars that all areas all areas of our life begin to pop and other really good resources come toward us. We, we fall into amazing opportunities, great relationships, and the whole world begins to support us in a whole new level. Absolutely. And, and, and that's such a great thing. I'm glad you said that, you know, the whole world starts to support us at a whole new level. And the thing is, is the world is always supporting you in the way you're inviting the world consciously and unconsciously to support you. So when you get more conscious about uh, about it and start stepping into your gifts, you really open up the opportunity for the universe, for the world, for the energy, for the divine to support you. Really put that wind beneath your wings if you open them up. 
you know, to support you in ways that actually um, ring true for you. You know, we all have a way that it, it support might look different to you than it does to me, but we have to interact with um, ourselves, with the best of ourselves, and present in our, again, you know, in our, this is an integration of wholeness, really, your gifts, but present to the universe, like, who we really are. And the energy of t- 2017 and beyond is not what it was last year or the previous years. It was, it was shifting last year in 2016, and that's one of the reasons um, a lot of us went through a lot of the challenges that you did, because uh, we are stepping into a time that is very different, and you have to be current with current energy. How do you get current with current, current energy? My opinion is to use, be in your gifts, and be as authentic as you can be, because that's actually what uh, the world wants from you, what people want from you, whether they're very aware or not. Even people's BS meter, who's, who you might not consider to be awake people, is up really high. They may not be able to articulate it, but we're kind of at a BS maximum, okay? And so <laughs> the more you can be in your gifts, the more authentic you can be and be willing to show up and open up to the all of yourself, which is a lifelong journey. Let's face that. And a lot of the work that Julie's doing, Dr. Julie's doing, is helping you to integrate that all of, you know, step into your wholeness, integrate that all of you. Well, again, this is a lifelong journey, but it starts at home and it starts with showing up with who you are and what you've got each and every day. And just my, my biggest my biggest vision is imagining a world where we're all connected to our soul blueprints. We're all connected and using our divine gifts. And because of that, not only are we connected to our own true prosperity, our own fulfillment, but we're all gifting the world and gifting each other with our genius with our gifts and we all don't have to do everything and mm-hmm. it's it just really just adding to the cohesiveness of our global community so that's my vision oh beautiful beautiful vision prima that's it's my vision too and i i love how you put it into words i'm i'm wondering if you could um clarify or explain or agree or disagree with this i i, I was just thinking as you were talking about this alignment and really coming into this place, it really is, um, and the book helps us to come into the guidance that comes from the archetypes, the guidance that comes from the alignment, that when we really create a relationship with these archetypes that are there from our birth, right, that it's this, it's this relationship. And I'm wondering um, if you want to speak more to that, but also this idea that, you know, a lot of, a lot of popular communication now talks about this as really being connected in with our creator source, our, the divine, and really having that, that connection that guides us. So what's the difference between the connection and relationship with these archetypes and that direct connection with universal intelligence, the divine wisdom that comes from higher? There's no difference. It's a modulation. So here's the deal. Your archetypes, the archetypes are a way for me to help you to see parts of yourself and step into parts of yourself that maybe you're not aware of. And, uh, and you are divine. We're all children of the creator and whatever word you use for that. And we are all a unique expression, just like each wave is a unique expression of the ocean, but all part of the ocean. So the archetypes 
are not outside of you. They're inside of you. They're a way to connect. You could think of them as guides, but they're a way of connecting with the best of you. And in the archetypal language and description and through the practices I give you, this is a pathway to connect into your own brilliance. You are an, you are an expression of the divine. This is a direct connect. And let's, why not make it fun? Why not make it more accessible? And that's why the archetypes showed up. They're like gatekeepers to yourself in a way. And, uh, and, they're, and they're fun and flashy enough for you to pay attention. Uh, and they're also, uh, you know, show you uh, systematically uh, where, your, where your shadow is locked up too. But I do believe that we are, that again, this is, we're not separating pieces out only because it's useful, we're identifying them, but we are talking about literally the divine showing up as you, through you. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Yes. Wow. I'm saying beautiful again, uh, many, many, many times here, but it really, there's, there's so much inherent wisdom in this body of work that you've pulled together that really does make it simple and easy. I, I, I love the, the phrase ease and joy. And it really does bring us into this place of ease and joy as we understand ourselves and our inherent gifts. And so the language you use and the the structure and the form really do make it usable and helpful. So thanks for that brilliance. Thank you. Thank you. You know, Prema, you mentioned that you're here to do truth. So I'm going to just switch gears here just for a second, because I know this is one of your gifts. And I'm wondering, we have a lot of visionary leaders, change makers, entrepreneurs, really light workers that tune into our show and, and really love our guests. They're going to love you too. But I'm wondering if you have maybe one big truth, maybe something that you would like to share with those um amazing listeners that we have here with us today. What, what might you share with them? Yeah, your soul already knows. Your soul already knows. You're connected to your, your soul blueprint. Uh, the pathway is, it's an inside-out pathway. So since your soul already knows, I believe that um, tune into your heart. That's the pathway I choose. But you want to tune in regularly and start to listen at a deeper level. And I know what the kind of people that are listening in on this show, you are listening in. But remember, there's a, that part of you that will search outside of yourself for answers. That's that left brain. We're supposed to do that. That's fine. But train yourself on a regular basis every day. I don't care how busy you are. You'll be more busy with the wrong things if you don't. Tune in. Tune into your heart. Start really listening deep listening deep because your soul already knows. And if you can't access the answers you need on your own, reach out to somebody who's trusted that is going to help you access your answers, not necessarily give them to you because most of the time you won't make them your own. Mm. Thank you. Okay. So we have about five minutes left in the show and I really want to take this to the next step because many of us working together have really embodied the term of co-creation and being co-creative together, meaning we're all in that. We're in our highest value gifts. We're aligned with that soul's purpose. We're listening to this 
divine universal intelligence that's here to guide. And then we do that. We come together from that place and create even greater things than we can individually. A lot of people are using the term co-creation as cooperate or collaborate, but in like three minutes or less, can you speak to that idea of co-creation and maybe give us any wisdom from your perspective on how that's a gift or not? So co-creation, you know, there's lots of different ways that we co-create. We're co-creating with each other. You and I are co-creating right now. We are co-creating always with the universe. We are co-creating the universe divine, whatever words you want to use for that. So you can't get out of co-creation um, because we are interdependent, whether you want, whether we're aware of that or not. So it's really awesome to get really in alignment with who, with, first of all, with yourself. You know, I, I believe it's self-source and then connect with others. You've got to connect with yourself in order to connect with the divine, the source of your being. And then we want to branch out from there and then connect with others. So we're co-collaborating all the time. And then there's the uh, co-collaboration that we might be seeing that we don't like so much, which is like collectively we see things playing out in the world, um, especially right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we could always say that, that aren't, don't feel resonant with us. But collectively, we're all in this together. We're all part of the whole. We are all one at some level. So uh, that's playing out at some level. So I think it's really important for us all to no matter, that's why, you know, the shadow work is very important in this process, but to really own, really, really own who it is uh, that really own whatever is not working for you, own your shadow, because as we clean up on the inside, we're like cleaning up collectively mm. and we're a better um, co-collaborator. Beautiful advice. And and when we don't, we're seeing some of the results of when we don't clean up our own inside, what happens um, in the field and around us. So thank you for that. Wow. And any last words, Prema, in this last minute or so, anything that you haven't been able to say that you would really love to say to our listeners? I want you to trust yourself. And I think that that's really the core of what I'm here for in all of my work is to give you pathways to empower you to trust yourself. And in trusting yourself, I mean the big you, not the little you, um, the, the divine you, to absolutely trust yourself. And as you start to move past anything that's holding you back, you will uh, keep reaching inward and continue to find that self-trust so that you can walk confidently forward on your own path. And only you will ever know if that, you know, what's right and true for you. Beautiful. Beautiful. We have been here with Prima Lee Guerreri. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for for being with us today and, and sharing your wealth of knowledge, Prima. Thank you. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. And again, you can find Prima at sacredwealthcode.com. You've listened to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Thank you for tuning in with us today. And remember, together, we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I am sending you a world of love. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.